0: The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast
1: is brought to you by Calafia Mm, Farms. Fine fine almond milk. They have a couple of rad things that just rolled off the product line. If you want something that's creamy with coffee and delicious, try out some of their nitro cold brew stuff. They have three different kinds. They have a New Orleans. They have a mocha and a latte. Yes, sir. Three different flavors. Those things are so
0: good. They're so creamy. And uh, you can also look on their blog. Chris and I have been putting together some things for the old... uh, The recipes that you can use these drinks with, the Calafia stuff is really good. Central American coffees, Colombian coffee go into those uh, products.
1: They froth. They froth. They they foam. They cream. They cream. Cream foam. Cream foam. Get a nice cream foam. Yeah. It's thinking different. Anyway, check it out.
0: Yeah. And uh, thanks a lot, Calafia. You guys are the bomb, and I really love your products. Respect. (laughs) So much respect.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. We're in the roastery. We got the doors halfway up, and we got a nice cross breeze. Cool breeze. Sweet, cool breeze. There's a uh, Kaylee's right behind us. What are you drinking there, Kaylee? She's got a juice smoothie. Oh,
0: Kaylee's drinking a smoothie. She's one of our employees. Where'd you get that smoothie? Samazon? Great. Great stuff out there.
1: Tell us what's in the smoothie. It's
0: got blueberries. It's got strawberries. It's got raspberries.
1: <laughs> That's a real live Cat and Cloud employee, in case you wanted to know what one sounded like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's excited.
1: Back again for she's the wearing first a multi-colored
0: time. multicolored turtleneck like Joseph in the Technicolor
1: Dreamcoat. Jared was at the cafe crushing it really early in the morning. I came in to roast some coffee. Chuck's right next to us. He's setting up for a CrossFit event. He's got Cambros. He's got butter for Bulletproof. Yeah, he does. He's got everything going on. Yeah, we've got Kristen, some great stuff. Our, we're in the roastery looking through the glass, and basically our whole crew is kind of just making fun of us. Jealous. Through the glass.
0: They like to put some stuff together.
1: They're, put, they're putting it together hardcore. Look at them all. I'm trying to Look get Dan to
0: come over here. So Dan, we come got over some here. friends. They are making coffee. Oh, he's doing moves. <laughs> it's on my Instagram. Anyway, you guys are probably bored of hearing about that already. No, I
1: think they're amped right now. Everybody's, Everybody's amped. amped right now. So we got a Q&A, right? We have,
0: we have a Q&A slash we're just going to talk a little bit because we did. The last one I had to do a, a, by myself because we had the flu. Oh, yeah. That I had some cool sick
1: week. food poisoning. I drank some good kombucha. That turned that out w- to be bad That kombucha. was bad kombucha. <laughs> so it was like a 24-hour meltdown of, you know, it's like you're not really sick, but you've got stuff coming out of all these places in your body. It's just not good.
0: And they're not supposed to come out of it's there not the way they were not coming like out Not like that. There. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a natural secretion, we'll tell you that much.
1: So I missed you, but I'm back now. I'm here for you. It's and great to I'm have you back, Chris. Not drinking kombucha for another six months at least. Yeah. I'm uh, over it.
0: It's been a great run so far. We're three weeks deep in the cafe. And just to say thank you to all the people in the community who came out, there's actually a lot of local listeners, which I didn't expect, but I've had people come in from all over the place saying they listen to the podcast. So thank you guys for listening. It's pretty tight. Uh, I don't know how we're able to keep up with this podcast right now because I've never been so busy in my life and and I'm mentally, uh, I don't know, slow right now. Is the best way to say that?
1: Jared. Yeah. He's my friend. He's mentally slow.
0: He's definitely not as quick as he normally is. I'll tell you that much. But it is good to be here. Yeah, let's, let's just jump into some Q's and A's, and then I'm sure we're going to tangent because we're standing looking into our own cafe. So, you know what? Let's start with my friend, Jack Zelita.
1: Jack He's Z. He's not
0: actually my friend, but he feels like he should be. Uh at gmail.com. You ready for this?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I'm not sure if this is the correct place to ask questions for our podcast. It is. Correct. info at catandcloud.com. So if you do the same, that's where it's going to go. Uh, I realized that most cafes use a double shot basket only. If I have a grinder already dialed in and am pulling 36 gram shots for a six ounce cap, do I need to dose more for an eight ounce latte? If so, do I need to adjust the grind question mark? Also, if the grinder is like the most traditional espresso grinders and does not have numbered grind settings, how do I make sure that when I change it back to it it is at its correct grind setting that I worked so hard to find earlier? Thank you for your time. You guys are the best. I hope I find myself at your cafe someday. So do we, Jack? Uh, This is really cool because you're at a place that I was at a long time ago, and you took me back there mentally. Uh, The first – Chris is going to expound on this a lot because he's really good at this, but I would actually dial in my coffee to taste best and use that same coffee for every single drink. Correct. Yeah. Uh, You're doing a great job by finding that correct grind setting that you liked putting that correct amount of coffee in and getting the correct best flavor out uh, the difference between the drinks right like people who want a latte they order them for that reason that there's a little less concentration of flavors typically and the people who want the smaller drinks want more concentration of flavor so you're doing the right thing i do understand that thought process though but you might just be kind of doing a paralysis by analysis in your brain which i do all the time so i empathize with you
1: I think you pretty much covered that <laughs> one I, you know, right in a nutshell. Okay, well, let's talk about some questions that you didn't ask just to expand on this. Like basket size, yeah, if you're doing, if you have one size basket in your shop, you're gonna wanna run the recipe that's the best for your espresso, just like Jared's saying, run that across all your drinks. There are some theories revolving different basket sizes, most of which are kicking around uh, the difference between like your actual bed depth and your surface area. So if you've ever seen a single type of basket, You'll notice that it's like a truncated shape. It's a little bit skinnier. The whole pattern on the bottom of the basket is smaller. And this is, in theory, to allow you to use the same grind setting to pull like a single shot. So let's say if you were doing 20 grams of coffee in and 40 grams out, just to keep the numbers easy, in your double basket and you had a single basket, same manufacturer, same setup, you could theoretically run a 10 gram shot in with 20 grams out, and pull a single. This is just in theory. I haven't found this to be like actually true in practice. Right. I think most single baskets still need a little bit more coffee in there because I don't think they're skinny enough and deep enough, even though they are skinnier and deeper. Yeah. Quick
0: quick tip or trick for those who don't have numbers on your, uh, on your grinder for, and around the collars when you are dialing for coarser and, and finer grinds. One thing that I would potentially do is – get one of those chalk pens that are colored they're erasable they're really easy and what you could do throughout your day <laughs> is kind of mark maybe like a window throughout the, maybe throughout your week you can like find this window of like this is typically where the grind setting would be between always where it tastes the best and you kind of just uh that'll allow you to find your place easier other than that you can literally mark it i mean when i was in competition back in the day i would always mark a notch or oh, an area for sure. right on my like yeah. grinder with a chalk pen you put pen. a little piece of tape in there like or a like chalk pen or whatever every time. yeah so uh, that's because if your roasting
1: is consistent you'll have variances throughout the day but you won't have like the widest range as some people will make it seem right you'll be in a little window you'll be in that window use the chalk pen it's a great thing great thing. chalk pen
0: anyways yeah it's a great question thanks for writing in uh i hope you're having the, the best time making that sprodo next question from our friend oh they, they didn't leave a message well you know what here's what they say
1: sleepless in seattle
0: hi sleepless in seattle Jer and chris here ready to answer your question <laughs> congratulations on opening and thank you for the podcast you know what thank you for listening
1: Delilah. <laughs>
0: whoever this is has been listening since the beginning and learned a lot and had a lot of fun i hope you nice. have had a lot of fun i like that a couple things you mentioned in the latest episodes prompted well, this might be not the latest at this point because i've been collecting questions but uh first question i recently visited a new shop that is considered one of the best in seattle and was shocked to see the hopper was dirty with coffee oils I didn't expect this to happen because the manager and staff come from two other high of the highest quality focused shops in town. Aren't you supposed to empty and clean the hopper every uh, night? Nice. Uh, yep. I normally wouldn't go back to the place anymore, but they are really nice and I wanted to do them well. What would be the best way to give them constructive feedback? Question mark. Let's just do that question.
1: Uh, OK, here we go. We do not clean our hoppers every night. We okay. used to.
0: But then we realized that that might kind of be a waste of time.
1: It's kind of overkill in the sense of none of our coffees are roasted to the point where there are oils leaching out onto the hopper. Right. And what we've kind of found in our coffee career is that if you take these coffees that are roasted similarly to ours, you got a nice, clean hopper. You take them out of the hopper. Literally washing the hopper every night makes the hopper look worse than it does before. Plus, there's already no buildup of oil, so you're not really cleaning out anything. So we do a once a week. Yep. Clean the whole thing out.
0: Make sure it's extremely dry.
1: Extremely dry. And put the thing back together. Yeah. Now, I guess if you do have oils, it's maybe a different story. But really, every time you do something in the cafe setting, you need to ask yourself this question. Why? Is this making the coffee taste better or not? Why am I doing this? Am I doing it... Because like I read about doing it, or am I doing it because there's a noticeable increase in my quality? There's a jet plane overhead. Two, We're checking it actually out. Actually, two. F-A- two jet planes. F eighteen Hornets. F-A-18 Just Hornets? Right over. Holy lord! It's amazing.
0: It was basically like Tom Cruise cruised
1: by. So if those oils are sitting rancid and they're like, you know, if those are like a month or old or something, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. That doesn't smell good. That's not good.
0: Yeah. But I agree. I mean, at the end of the day you just have to make sure you take care of your equipment and our equipment is clean and it's nice. And so we are okay with that. If you do have a bunch of oils in your hopper, yeah, wipe it out. But I don't think you necessarily need to like do a soap and water cleanse every night. I think you're just like, you need to get the oils out. You could literally take maybe like a, like a non scented, like wipe and just wipe the oils. I mean, like even a, baby's, a paper towel,
1: like a baby's butt <laughs> like wipe, like a baby's bee
0: <laughs> wipe. Yeah. I mean, it is slightly unnecessary to take them apart and clean them every night. Also, I've seen a lot of people, and unless you are really in attention to detail and you're making sure that your hoppers are dry, they're putting hoppers on with some water, and that stuff's getting in your grinder, and really you're kind of screwing your grinders over. I bet you more often than not, people in these cafes think they're doing justice by cleaning, but really they're actually hurting their grinders more often than making them actually clean.
1: Feel that.
0: Um, part two. So, I mean, the, the way you would give them constructive feedback is taste their coffee and decide if it tastes good. And if you start seeing it get worse, then ask them if it has to do with the hoppers. And if the coffee's always good and the service is awesome, maybe, really maybe start thinking about something else that, or just don't worry about it. You heard it from Jer and Chris <laughs> number two. I've heard people recommend flushing the espresso machine every hour. What is our opinion on that? We agree with that one.
1: Yeah, we'll do like a clean water rinse, clean water, back flush throughout the day for yeah. sure. Like at all times, anytime we have a break, a little break in the action, purge clean water back flush yeah. quick little little boop, 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 scrubby out nothing yep. crazy It's like but a reset yeah it's like a reset and that's part of our maintenance rinse cleaning. the baskets off rinse yep. the portafilters out and now it's like all the portafilters are made out of stainless all the good ones anyway they're right. all stainless so they rinse clean really easily it's not like those copper and brass days where you're getting like needing to scrub the portafilter for an hour to get the build-up out
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny. I mean, these days people, it's the same thing. There's slight overkill in in the belief that the portafilters get extremely dirty. They do, but you can rinse them so quickly. It takes almost nothing. You could pop the baskets out and uh, you shouldn't only do this, but you could literally take your finger and wipe the stuff out of there. It's so easy to clean these days with hot water.
1: And it's just like one of those things, especially in the world of espresso, you know, the more you use it kind of the less that you need to clean it. You know, you definitely want to clean it if you ever have a break in the action. For sure. If you If you got to the end of the line and you know that the machine's going to sit there for five minutes, ten minutes, you want to knock the pucks out. You want to rinse everything out. You want to give the filter a quick rinse. You want to get it back to zero so that it doesn't sit there and get rancid because that's when stuff gets weird.
0: Yeah. And while you're at it, why don't you top off your hoppers, uh, wipe up around the hoppers, and then reset your towels nice and folded, and then you'll look extra clean. Yeah. Wi- wi- rinse off your porta, uh, porta filter, your uh, shot glasses that you catch your espresso, and keep those clean, too. I'm
1: down with all those things.
0: Um, last question, same person. Part three. You mentioned the amount of trash generated by 400 tickets a day. Have you considered ways of reducing that for the sake of the environment? For example, I'm appalled when people get to go cups to stay in the cafe. What are the trash items that would make the most impact if reduced or eliminated? Looking forward to our visit in Seattle in January. That means they're going to come see us at La Marzocca.
1: That's cool. I mean, we got rid of the ticket system with the new regs and the kitchen display unit. So we don't do paper tickets anymore, which is nice. We don't print out receipts unless someone explicitly asks for a printed receipt. That's true. And then as far as for here to go, I get where you're going. But basically, we kind of want the customers to have whatever experience they want. And if someone wants a to-go cup because they like it and they want to drink it in the cafe... I'm just personally not about to like, be like, you know, you should really get that in a for here cup.
0: I also can't finish 12 ounces of coffee typically in the amount of time I'm going to sit in a cafe. So I actually totally understand somebody who wants to get a cup of coffee, sit with a friend, and then take the rest of it with them. It has, I have zero qualms with that. Um, one thing we are doing, and it's kind of like our soft stance on on being green is we have one size for every drink and our our largest size is 12 ounces which we've mentioned this three times now but it is smaller than the average drink uh coffee drink in santa cruz and what we're doing is we're asking people to bring in their their cups from home they're they're everywhere take everywhere reusable cups and we're gonna just fill them for the same price we're not gonna charge them anymore and our thought there is that I, I literally have like 10 cups from wherever keep cup and clean canteen that I honestly don't use enough. And I was like, well, maybe if we only offer one size and it's a little smaller, we can convince people to bring in their bigger to go cups and slightly save the environment. So it's it's like a, it's like a soft protest, <laughs> 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 but it's also, you know, it's for a good cause. I mean, I honestly could use them a lot more than I do. And I'm really bad about it. It's, it's a true story. Like if if i can help somebody get a bigger cup of coffee for free by just being conscious and grabbing their to go cup from home what do we even call those things insulated
1: yeah it's a to go cup yeah, it's, it's a uh, no it's a uh i have no idea Reusable what we call it
0: insulated cup yeah i was them by a brand name hot so. cup thermos Thermose.
1: Thermose. <laughs> anyway thermosachi those
0: are like the big ones that we do right now long term we'll work on packaging and so on and so forth but w- honestly we're just We're just open, and we uh, are on a budget player. (laughs) We're going to get better. Uh, Great questions. That's three hot questions.
1: Those are good questions.
0: Man, Chris, here's one. That person
1: loves cleanliness, which I like. They're all about it. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's right next door.
0: Hey, guys. Got a couple friends waving in. So many customers. Everybody's in the game. Uh, Okay, new question. Oh, Chris, this is this one's kind of more specifically for you. Oh, no. So this person came to the pop up. Um, we met them. They they were from Pennsylvania and they were driving back home. And he's all I thought about what I would do. Oh, Chris said that he would go to Starbucks. Yeah. Even if Starbucks was the one across the street, even if it wasn't Verve, Right. Because you live across the street from Verve. So totally. Like, I go there because it's across the
1: street. Yeah. On another it's podcast, it's I was saying I'll I'll go to whatever shop is convenient. Right.
0: And so he said he thought about what I would do if it happened in his community. And he said he can think of regulars who would probably go into any coffee shop that is closest, but as a part of the coffee community, I will gladly walk a few extra blocks to support other members of that community. And at the same time, get a coffee I'm more excited to drink. In the same way, I would walk a few extra blocks to to the local market where my friends and neighbors have small businesses that I can support rather than going to Walmart or something. So yeah, not much of a question, just wanted to encourage or see what your thought is around supporting local businesses
1: and wondering what your thoughts are on that yes all about it fantastic <laughs> i'm so down and i would totally go to starbucks if it was across the street but then there's not really another option around here either until now so, uh, until now so now verve that was a very loud truck i don't know if you guys can that hear was that just a normal gmc but that was intense Gosh. Um yeah, Verve is by far the closest shop to me cuz it's right across the street. But other than that, there's nothing even close to specialty unless I go to the other Verve, which is all the way downtown. So I don't have another option, which is really interesting. It Santa Cruz is an interesting place, and if you live in a place where there's like multiple local options, that's super awesome. And if yeah, I mean if it's the difference between across the street or a few blocks, I would totally go a few blocks to a nice specialty store owned by someone. And I right. love to give other people in the community my money because I think it's great when they give me ours and it theirs. And it's like a huge little sharing thing. Yeah. But like, as it sits, it's like, yeah, I would go to it's, Starbucks. If there's nothing else, nothing yeah. else there. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that is how it is in our town. It's with the exception of now, there's not really a lot of coffee shops. And by now, I mean, because of us, Chris, Chris, myself, Charles and cat and cloud team, there haven't really been a lot of coffee shops in a generally close proximity. There's I guess like you could theoretically call Chill Out a coffee shop because they serve coffee. It's not really but also though. Also next door to Verve, so why would you ever do that? And if Starbucks was next also,
1: time, this sounds weird, and you, you who are listening probably don't know what Chill Out is. It's really a burrito shack. Yeah. And I frequent the burrito shack on my days off. I think it's great, but the star Starbucks has better coffee. It does. And that was another thing that I said when we were talking about that is that like Starbucks nine times out of ten. I know exactly what I'm going to get. It's the same every time, which is where a lot of other, you know, businesses can fail. Heard that. And if it, honestly, this is going to make me sound like the biggest asshole on planet earth. And I'm like totally okay with that. If it comes down to supporting someone who's local, just because they're local, but not good. I will go to whoever has better coffee. Quality speaks. And if Starbucks has better coffee than another local option that just happens to be local, I'll probably go to Starbucks. Yeah. Then it's like, I mean, honestly, for me, I want to support
0: the person who's doing a good job. It's the same. Re- it's the same reason that, like, I would hope that nobody, no matter what, would ever be bummed that, like, I opened up a coffee shop because I want to do a good job and I want to like give my best. Right. You know, it's like in the same way. I don't know. Just how could you ever be mad at somebody who wanna doing a good jo- for wanting to do a good job, but also like, you want to go to where people do the best job for sure. So at the end of the day, sometimes Starbucks gives the best service and. On they're, re- they're that, really fast the consistent coffee
1: you know what's another interesting thing about the starbucks around the one over by the mall right they kill it over there they freaking kill it and they have like a really awesome like baristas that work there and it's crazy you go in there because you think starbucks oh it's like a weird chain store but there's like the baristas who know like the people in line they have regular they're like oh dan what's up dude? Oh, yeah. you getting your like triple whip frappy i mean there's tea, like dad. four big time it's pretty people deep
0: who we worked with at verve who have Either gone on to do other things or crushing it still at Verve. Who came from Starbucks when we worked there? Yeah, like TK, Starbucks totally. dude, insaneo, right? Just one of many Che. There's like people who have like, anyways.
1: Oh but look, yeah, there's so a, there's,
0: there's people. Anyway, I'm, a, I'm a quality. I'm a quality guy. Bad. Yeah, I'm That's
1: a quality guy. So like all things being equal, I would much rather support the local business. But sometimes the local businesses is not where it's at.
0: Sometimes local business does try to be good just because they're local, and that doesn't necessarily translate. Like to Like live off,
1: like I'm local, and you're like, yeah, but are you good? Anyway, yeah.
0: I'm, we're working around around circles. Yeah. it's yeah. I'm locally homeless. So I'm yeah. local. <laughs> <laughs> Support me. I've been living here for years, man. I'm a local. Hey, this person would love to hear us talk about our process for taking orders at the counter and getting drinks to customers. Ah uh, yeah. Will it be like Starbucks where you write the order the name on the customer and the cup or send uh, it through a line? I or is wish. it a ticket system, like a restaurant or something else? The shop they work for, deciding what the process would be was a lot harder than they expected. And they'd love to glean from us. Much thanks to sending the good vibes of the Midwest. Oh, this is our boy Isaac. PS bonus question. Uh-oh. Yeah. If bonus question. Like to answer, oh. I know you guys don't love talking about gear for the sake of talking about gear, but I'd love to learn more about your process for selecting your equipment. Any particular reason you went with Peaks over the other grinders? What makes Strata close to your hearts compared to other machines? Um, that bonus question, my friend, we've talked about a few times on other, on other episodes, but the quick, quick answers are volumetrics, big drip tray, ability to ghost ride the steam wand, and the Peaks don't waste coffee almost at all. Now let's go back to that first question. How do we process coffee? Take our ordering process, Chris.
1: So it's like a multifaceted system. We have two registers in a standard one line system. So customers line up and go to either one of the two registers, which are pretty close to each other. So they're all being funneled into the same place where they start to take their order. Here's where it gets weird. There is a barista at the espresso machine. There's also other people on the floor. So... One of the tricks that we employ is to take, we call down the line. So if you're on bar or near the bar station and you can call for a customer's drink before they even order it, before it ever gets to the register, that's the like the A1 number way we expedite stuff. Yep. So if the line's like three deep and there's two people at the edge, I go to the third person, what can I get started for you? boom cappuccino cool just start making a cappuccino it's not in the queue it's not in the reg it's not anything yet
0: nope we just let them know you're going to order from this person we're
1: going to get started on your drink right now uh, yep yeah tanner will finish you off and yep. i your drink will be out over there um when you get to the reg our pos system has the option to send partial orders through to the kitchen display unit which is so there's order on an ipad And then there's also a little iPad screen next to the barista station where the baristas and milk steamers get to see all the orders pop up and the person working reg can actually hit send before the order's done to send over individual drinks as they're putting those on. And those can be edited. So if a customer changes something, it'll adjust on the fly in real time. So that's another way we can get the jump on other drinks. We also have like another POS. that's like a line buster The the, the POSs are mobile. Yes, yeah, so is what I'm trying our to say. The POSs they,
0: are on iPads, we can move we them. We can walk them around. So we actually do things like when people are, have dogs and they're walking by the window, instead of making them like tie up their dogs, we'll we'll actually meet them at the window even though it's not a place where we typically take orders and we'll let them just like order from there and deal with it or or we'll actually hopscotch each other where the line starts getting long, somebody will actually grab a register and walk around to the other side of the pastry case down the line a little bit and start orders up when there's big groups and we basically do our very best to be attentive. I mean, our staff is insane. Anybody who comes in here, one of the favorite things I've heard is that they walk in and they're like, "If this is my first time, but it feels like I've been coming here for weeks. Everybody's treating me like they know me already and I feel like this place has been established." And that's one of the best things I could hear.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because when we talk about our ordering and ticket-taking process, it's nothing mind-blowing, it's nothing amazing. It's actually really straightforward. But it's all about how you execute within that framework. So Can I tell
0: you what I'm watching right now? I have to do it. Okay. I'm watching Kaylee walk out to a guest who we just talked to briefly. She walked out to him and she asked him if he wanted a little more iced tea because he had been sitting there for a little while. And she just went back and got him a little more iced tea and is now walking it back out to him because she has to brew some more anyway. So she's topping off his tea instead of wasting it
1: bad and to the bone
0: i just sorry go on chris i just was so excited about
1: that no that's good that's a uh, that's a real that's a real life service experience example and she brought him a water and a water her, too jeez this that. girl's out of control good <laughs> job kaylee <is> kaylee's <laughs> who you met earlier with the smoothie um yeah it's just in how you execute that situation and then there's like a couple rules that you can employ one thing to pay attention to is, is like Eight out of ten of your customers are probably going to be regulars. Most people go to the coffee shop, like, every day, right. right? And most of those people get the same exact drink every day. Why on earth would you actually wait for them to order that drink before you start making it? Great question. It makes no sense, but a lot of places do it. So, we see someone walk in the door. We know what they want. We start making it immediately. They might be fifth in line. Bro, I see them on the street. But Can there's I probably a queue. Yeah, Ziggy pulls up in right. his freaking Challenge Stradari Ferrari, like... <laughs> Or his Pagani Huayra, sure, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I know what he wants. He wants a brewed-by-the-cup of night shift, and his wife Sylvia wants cappuccino, and his son Nick wants cappuccino, too. Yep. so and let's he, get started. his car is loud as fuck. So here, you're like, oh, he yeah, is. here we go. We're doing this thing. So there's that. And then on the barista side of things, if you're working peak hours and you've got a barista and a milk steamer, another thing we do is, like, if there's ever a line, you just start pulling shots. Yeah. You actually don't even need to see... What drink they're going into? Because we have one espresso that we run for all milk drinks. Yep, a bunch of our milk, our drinks are going to be milk drinks. So it's like it doesn't matter if that shot's going into a cappuccino, an americano, a freaking latte, mocha, Whatever, chug the tub, poop the tub, dirty (laughs) chai, dirty chai. (laughs) (laughs) Synonymous name. You just you just start going right,
0: and it's okay if you happen to throw away one Ah. shot because that service. If you waste a shot,
1: yeah,
0: twenty grams down the drain. Mm -hmm. Not even.
1: No big deal. Well worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it like, to get to jump you on you. are killing it. Or you just drink that shot. Yeah. Or you quality, just control it your quality control yourself. You're like, yeah, that was delicious. So don't get too, I mean, you want to make the ordering efficient, but don't get too caught up into it. Find the little, like, ghost in the machine, the little glitches in the matrix where you can just take that, something that seems really standard, and just crank it, optimize it, make right. it even faster than you think it could be.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have, we have a new staff, but one thing we'll in actually integrate more in the future is the ability to do more picture sharing. We're getting our staff really tight and good at steaming milk and pouring latte art still on the level we want, but soon we'll add a bigger picture and picture share, and then we'll save some time steaming milk as well. So, I mean, there's opportunity all over
1: the place. All you have to think about is how you can tap into it because you will. And uh, revel is what we use for our POS in case anybody's curious which I'm like still having a hard time with it because it's new. It's weird for me as so well. So it's it's a lot different than things that I've used. But our st- I mean our staff is better at it than I am, by far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> C- crazy youngsters get <laughs> that text so well. Shout out, shout out. I mean for me, I feel pretty good about the questions. Wow, what is this? Oh, it's Chris Demars. Never mind. What's Chris Demars? Jeez. Yeah. No, like I mean we're good. I, s- I see right now you people in the internet world. Chris Mendoza's in here. He's drinking coffee. Mar- he works for St. Frank. A dude named Mark Gessler who works at Temple's rolled in. I'm just I'm sitting here just swooning over our cafe. We've got three <laughs> Natalie's three tripping great guys. In right now. <laughs> I make Natalie come back here and talk to you. Yeah, let's get Natalie. Yeah, Hang tight.
1: Keep him busy for a yeah. sec, Jer.
0: People, Natalie is one of uh, Natalie's our youngest hire actually. She's just straight out of high school. Our span of people runs from straight out of high school to 40 years old. We're just talking to ourselves a lot. Um, which is Okay, fun. guys, I
1: found Natalie. Natalie, do you want to say hi to everybody in the world?
0: Hey, everybody in the world. It's nice to meet you. I'm Natalie. What are you?
1: <laughs> Can you do an accent for us?
0: A uh, long time ago is when I started drinking coffee. We, uh, we
1: okay, switch it up.
0: So back in the day, uh, nobody drank coffee in France, and uh, we all just drank water. One more switch up. And so in Australia nobody drinks coffee. We all just have flat whites, which is the same thing as a cappuccino, but you already know that. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, I'll take all five. Mm. Hey look, some friends from there. There's some coffee roasters in there, dude.
1: Natalie loves to do voices. She likes to do accents, so she's really into it. She comes from a theater background. That's theater. Uh, Tyler Tyler just rolled in Coffee Roaster at Verve Coffee Roasters And
0: one of their wholesale clients, Edward And by client, I mean And then <laughs> there's Jessica Groza Hey, Jessica Groza, come here and say hi to people on the internet We're what having guys,
1: such an a interactive podcast right now Jessica's blowing it big Jessica time Jessica
0: Groza's an assistant manager at Verve Coffee Having downtown. a coffee
1: shop is the most fucking badass thing ever Because you feel like, come in here You see like, people all around the neighborhood all the time
0: Jessica Groza, talk to the podcast Are you a barista? Hello, yes I am
1: <laughs> How does that work?
0: um you put the thing in the th- and then it you do the coffee <laughs> all right you heard it you heard it here first jessica grozer just won a, a latte art throw down though at uh at that place called uh what is it again vertigo who saved the day and helped us roast coffee <laughs> she wanted i predicted it on the internet in a live video tyler her boyfriend is one of the amazing roasters at Brew coffee you want to see something on the internet really quick What's your favorite thing about roasting, Tyler?
1: Uh, it's super fun to watch coffee go from green to brown.
0: That's bullshit, Tyler. Tell <laughs> me something <Jeez>. cooler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you heard it from the best. What's your right least here. favorite part about roasting? Oh, least favorite, the heat. It's real, real fucking hot. It is hot. Does it make you sweaty? It makes me damp places I don't
0: want to be damp. Oh yeah, it does make you damp all Tyler over. Tyler drives a shovel head
1: Harley, so just picture that in your mind. He's dang a beautiful, man. <laughs> a beautiful man well
0: thanks for coming by guys go
1: enjoy your coffee uh just, yeah it's like a wonder wheel out here it we is. can see chandler in there This chandler chandler oh this is chandler's oh, not that chandler time, the man. other chandler yeah. yeah
0: chandler's been here four times today um well yeah. you guys we're just gonna it's friday i'm in love i'm gonna go home <laughs> and see my family <laughs> my brain is dead because i worked this morning at 5 a.m and uh I'm feeling really good about life.
1: Feeling really good. Dude, shout out to San Franciscan. This oh roaster man. is fucking bad to the bone. That is a big shout out to San Franciscan. It's amazing. I Proud to be a partner. It's so easy to use. They it did is. not pay us for this message, by the way. No, no, no. Just they did wanted know. to be clear about that. Uh, I worked on an older one before, and this one is just bonkers. It's It seems like the same basic machine, but I don't know what they did, but it's like the little details are really awesome, like the variable speed fans, really easy to use. The gas is really responsive. It's got like more power than you'd think for a roaster this size. You can max this bad boy out. It's a 25 pound machine, and we're running like 24 pound batches all day. No big deal.
0: Also, shout out to all y'all in in Australia who are drinking our Kenya Caratina as elixir. Uh, I hope that's com. Lee brought some out there. Lee Lee took some of our Kenya carotene out there and then elixrified it and they're I think they're doing it at edition.
1: I told him her to give Ben B some samples. So Ben Ben B did you get your Did you get your coffee? Did you we, get your bean? Did anyway you dude we're just we're just rolling hard. Okay. Well I
0: hope you guys all have a fantastic time out there in in podcast land. We'll get back at you with some more fun stuff. If you have more questions, email
1: us you want to take it in the cafe real quick?
0: Sure, let's go get weird for we have, a second. Can grab we it. Be like super yeah, grab weird. it I mean, it is super weird, weird, but what else are we going to do? Are we down with
1: this? Yeah, I'm super down with this. I just want to do this one thing.
0: What, walk up on Chris Mendoza and freak him out.
1: Hey, Chris Mendoza, will you end the podcast for us?
0: Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sure. What, what do I, uh, duh, I... I have no words. You just say, this has been the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. I'm this Chris Mendoza. Been, well,
1: this has been the Cat and Cloud Podcast podcast. This is Chris Mendoza. Peace out. And I'm
0: Tyler. (laughs) No, I'm Tyler Durden. Mark Essler. hi.
1: All right, y'all, we're going to take a little break and give a shout out to Curtis Brewers. Curtis has been pretty
0: amazing to us over the years, and they have some pretty cool stuff going on. This is their 75th anniversary this year. They are the first company to bring digital digital
1: technology to brewing. Going digi, straight digi. I think one of the coolest things they do is they do 48-hour turnaround on all orders. So if you need a brewer in like two days, you can get that.
0: Yeah, and mo- most of the time it's actually faster, which is a trip. Uh, the other thing is that they're a family-owned company, and we're super down with that. They are four generations deep, and they have really built themselves a legitimate empire. We really believe in the family-owned and operated deal.
1: They're from California, which is where we're from. So You know what's cool in California? We love it anymore. Solar. Solar. Energy efficiency. They have what? 38,300 eight. Th- they have like th- some odd thousands of solar panels. So many
0: solar panels that they are ninety percent neutral in their energy use. So if that's
1: not enough shout-outs and that's enough
0: reason to get involved with these guys.
1: I don't really know what it is, Chris. I got one more. What? Coffee tastes
0: awesome. Oh, yeah,
1: we drink it all the time out of Curtis Brewer's. That's just like a bonus, I guess, though.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, if you want good coffee and an awesome company. if you want coffee, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. And it's not Cat and Cloud, try Curtis.